You're listening to Dose of Depth Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Lukovich, and I invite you to be curious about your unique experience of being human. In this podcast, we'll explore the deeper meaning of ordinary life experiences through conversation, stories, and education. You might have a serious aha moment, or you might just be amused by the movie your life seems to be imitating, or you might just be entertained by one of my awkward stories. I'm hoping you'll become more aware of those moments when a deeper part of you is prompting you to see things differently and maybe even go a new direction. So let's get started. In this episode, I continue reading from my book, Your Soul is Talking. Are you listening? Five Steps to Uncovering Your Hidden Purpose. In my book, I teach the language of the unconscious, how it speaks, how to decode the messages, how to find meaning in the messages, and a little kick in the butt to make sure you take steps to apply these insights to your life. To make it as relatable as possible, I weave in personal stories from all the stages of my midlife phase so far. My stories, which are sprinkled with awkward humor, are of midlife unraveling, reconstruction, healing personal wounds related to sexuality and spirituality, and the anxiety of living life in a completely new way. I think I'm heading into a new phase of midlife now, one filled with much more clarity about my purpose and where I'm headed. Phew, getting through the stage full of anxiety and fear was tough, but I hung in there. In chapter four, I share a framework or approach you can use to work with your unconscious. The way of the unconscious is anything but linear, but the components of this framework can be your consistency. So let's get started. Chapter four, my five-step process. This chapter introduces you to my five-step process to working with the unconscious, a framework that emerged naturally as I became more experienced working with my images. Midlife unraveling and learning about depth psychology mysteriously happened in parallel fashion. My sneaky soul. I'm pretty sure that was the plan. Experiential learning at its best. The boundary between theory and personal experience was blurred many times. As I approached the end of the master's program, I lacked clarity about whether I should attempt to get into the PhD program. I didn't know what I was going to do with the master's degree. What the heck would I do with a PhD? What would I research? I decided to think about my education as expensive therapy. Eventually, my soul orchestrated more events to guide me on this mysterious path. There were tiny breadcrumbs that revealed just enough to make me take another small step. Go big or go home, I told myself as I prepared for the master's exam, which would also determine whether I would be accepted into the PhD program. I was accepted! More odd events happened, which led me to the research topic that I never imagined pursuing. Women's experience of reconciling sexuality and spirituality. Like I said, my sneaky soul. The five steps will sometimes happen in order, but not always, and at other times, all at once. Step one, gathering intelligence. Gathering intelligence is how I refer to noticing how your unconscious is trying to communicate with you, like a detective looking for clues that lead to solving a mystery. Writing them down can be accompanied by drawing what cannot be expressed in words. At the end of my first post-divorce relationship, I was so angry and I was also experiencing menopausal hot flashes during the night. 
Sometimes I didn't know what I felt, so one day I sat down in front of my image journal and it all poured out. Gathering intelligence includes observing things you never noticed before and might have dismissed as insignificant. Like the detective's small spiral notebook, you will be gathering your clues in your written and image journals. Step two, finding themes and patterns. Finding themes and patterns is about making connections between things that on the surface don't appear to be related. Like when I noticed my naive belief that every Monday could magically erase my husband's alcohol addiction. I didn't know it was an addiction at that point, and every Monday had seemed like a fresh start. Two beers on the golf course on Tuesday seemed innocent, but there would be more beers Wednesday at happy hour. By Thursday, my husband had switched to mixed drinks, and as he came through the back door, he was like a wolf sniffing for prey, desperate to catch our son doing something wrong. By Friday, when he showed up for our date night, he had already had his first martini. It took months of journaling and 50 pages for me to find the pattern. Your pattern might include a certain image that keeps coming up in your dreams, or noticing that you end up in the same kind of argument with different people. Maybe you realize that you have gotten strep throat three times in the past year. Multiple physical injuries or aches and pains are a dead giveaway that your unconscious is trying to get your attention. First it was your neck, now your back, and then you slammed your knee into the car door. Fuck, you yell as you look up to the sky. Maybe you wake up with anxiety every Monday, or keep seeing certain numbers, long lines of cars that are the same color, or dead birds. Just noticing the repetition of experiences and how they correlate to other experiences. There's no analysis yet, merely noticing, making connections, and documenting in your journals. Step 3. Where is this happening in your life? In this step, you try to find the metaphor. For example, having lots of dreams that include babies is a pattern, but how is that image a metaphor for something happening in your life? Babies often symbolize something new trying to emerge from within. Are you struggling to develop a new sense of security about finances after divorce? Or confidence as you pursue the passion that your parents judged as an inadequate way to garner respect in the world? Maybe you're gathering the courage to ask for a raise or give feedback to your boss about her poor leadership skills. Maybe you've been in your head for decades and now you need to be more comfortable with your body and emotions. During the beginning of the reconstruction phase of my midlife, dreams of babies were common. In one dream, a newborn made a sound as it was waking up in the morning. I didn't think it was my baby. I thought I was watching it for someone. I went into the bedroom and peeked at it. It had a wrinkly face. And then it opened its eyes and looked up at me. I knew it was too young to smile, but she had a huge smile on her face. The baby in the dream looked like she knew something. Something new was growing inside me, not in a literal sense, rather a new desire, a new way of looking at the world. The end of the dream was indicative of where I stood in relationship to this new thing emerging from me. In the dream, there were other people downstairs, and I was annoyed because they wanted to see the baby. I wasn't ready. I needed to shower and get ready for the day. Believing the baby was not mine was a reflection that I was not yet ready to claim a new part of myself. This step is about thinking symbolically about your images. You might not know what the new thing is that seeks expression, but simply being aware that there is a new part of you developing can put you on alert for finding more meaning in these images down the road. Step four, finding new insights and meaning. Finding new insights and meaning is the analysis part. You're not looking for answers as much as meaning and new insights, what many refer to as aha moments. 
discovering why you always act in a certain way or make too many bad decisions or just making sense out of the way you approach life right now. Are you trying to find your voice or do you want freedom from other people's expectations? I discovered that the hidden agenda for marrying my husband had been to rescue me from my out-of-control life. Some of my dreams about babies commented on whether I was providing proper nourishment to the baby. In one such dream, I was in a hospital, and I noticed a malnourished baby, which had been abandoned. I was asked to tend to the baby and breastfeed the weak little body, which I thought was ridiculous because it wasn't mine. The sores on the baby's bottom indicated that its diaper hadn't been changed in a while, so I tended to her as if she was mine, including breastfeeding her. These babies symbolize my growing capacity to surrender, receive, and be vulnerable, traits required for a more intimate relationship with a lover or source. And ultimately, those babies symbolize my growing creative urge, which I've been seeking expression. In this step, the mystery will begin to make a little sense. The symbolic is evolving into knowledge about what needs to change in your life. Step five, integrating a new attitude or behavior. Integrating a new attitude or behavior into daily life is the part where you take responsibility for meeting your own psychological and spiritual needs. For example, when I felt anxiety, I needed to find the new boundary I was supposed to set. When a bunch of things go wrong and I try to brush it off, look out as I may be holding down feelings that need to be expressed. My new behavior is to notice when I'm pushing down my anger and then journal or draw or walk around my apartment yelling that, I feel angry. It means I need to advocate for myself in some way, which often triggers my authority complex. Journaling and drawing help me process the old childlike reaction to make room for the adult version of me that needs to rise to the occasion. And the expression of anger often results in a burst of creativity. The occasional feelings of financial insecurity are telling me I need to learn to feel secure in an uncertain situation now that I'm on my own. I need to start the day off telling myself I'll figure it out, that it will all work out, which then allows me to be alert for opportunities. In a former job, anxiety often meant I needed to stop allowing my coworker to get away with passive-aggressive comments. The new behavior was to learn to use a tool to help me conduct a difficult conversation. There are so many possible actions that you might decide to take. Start small and notice how your body responds when you try something new. Challenging passive-aggressive behavior, for example, takes courage. It feels uncomfortable in the moment, almost as if you're doing something morally wrong. Whatever new behavior you try, follow it up with a walk or other physical activity to allow your body to process the experience and your brain to form a new neural connection. You will notice a new sense of relief. Linger in it. It will feel less uncomfortable next time, and one day you'll have developed a capacity to do that new thing with confidence. You may find yourself quickly moving through all five steps on a topic before you get to the end of this book, or you may simply be gathering intelligence and exploring for a while before you have your first aha moment. There's no right way, so just stay curious. This chapter introduced you to my personal framework for getting from image to insight to action. I suspect your overarching goal is to get to a new place, even if you're not sure what it is. My midlife experience is turning out to be more about meandering and less about getting to a known destination, but the meandering is purposeful as my soul continues to guide me to experiences my ego could have never imagined or believed possible. I hope you enjoyed chapter four, enough to stay tuned for what comes next. 
And if you're anxious to learn more sooner, I'd love for you to purchase a paperback. There's a link in the description box along with one to my website, deborahlukovich.com. Thanks for listening and sharing with others who really need my framework for self-reflection. Until next time. I'm your host, Deborah Lukovich, and you are listening to Dose of Depth Podcast. To get updates on new episodes, my writing, and how I teach my clients to get to know that deeper part of themselves, go to DebraLukovich.com. Oh, and if you're not ready for a coach, learn what my clients know in my book, Your Soul is Talking. Are you listening? Five Steps to Uncovering Your Hidden Purpose. You can check it out on my website or get it on Amazon.